0: Hey there, welcome to another Rahelastapa. This one comes from Le- the Leicester Haymarket with Jenny Eclair, part of the tour, which is nearly over. I mean, it's over for 2019. There are some more dates in 2020 in London, Norwich and Birmingham. Those Norwich and Birmingham ones are selling very fast. Go to com slash gigs to find out more about that. Rahelastapa.co.uk is another great place to go to find out about the stuff that's going on this podcast. But hey, it's nearly Christmas. Why not go to com and buy yourself some Rahalastapa Trumps. You can get the regular ones or the special limited golden ones. Um, you can get all my DVDs and downloads. You can get uh, emergency questions book bundle, three emergency questions books for just £20. All different ones, mainly different questions. Uh, and on that site, com. there's also hundreds of amazing DVDs, downloads, all sorts of stuff. For you to enjoy. Thanks to Chris Evans, not that one. uh, I have the career I have. Please support him by going to buy one of his things before Christmas. It'll be very nice. Anyway, let's sit back, relax, and enjoy. Raha Lusta. Really long, oh, we're here now. It's a long way back, though, isn't it? it's the thing? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Haymarket Theatre in Leicester. Uh, please welcome a man who can't believe he's furious he's about to perform in front of a room full of bone thieves is Richard Herring. <laughs> what a lovely bone thieves you are. Very generous. Thank you. Hello! Hello, Leicester. Oh, they're very excited they are to have me here, uh, and I can't blame them. Please, uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Stealing Tibias podcast. Um, <laughs> got to change what got ch- to get. And this is all about coming to Leicester and just stealing the leg bones and other bones if you can get them. They just love bones here. Of whatever celebrity, doesn't they don't Have to be even connected to the sea. They can be connected to a completely different city, <laughs> Leicester or them. That's the way they. Long as they died here, um, but I was. Uh, there'll be more about that. Don't worry. Uh, I'm from York originally. Let's 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 get that out of the way. Uh, but I was talking to Leicester Zombie Scavengers uh, experience. I don't know if you've seen these these guys. There's a Leicester Zombie Scavengers experience. How do they tell the difference between? I've just. I mean, I walked through Leicester. I mean, I don't know if I was part of the game. They call it, hello, stop us. I don't know if that's, gonna, if that's gonna catch on. Uh, yeah, I am furious about Richard the Richard, the, the, Richard of York. How did you swing that so you got, just because someone died here, that's not a reason, that's, that's like stealing the boat, you killed him and then, and then you kept his bones and you're making money off him. That is disgusting, you disgust me, send him back home. That's where he would want to be. Um, I looked up the Richard the Third Visitor Center on uh, TripAdvisor. Got some bad reviews, I'm gonna let you know. One-star review. I turned up at 1.35... This is really of the cafe, I have to say. I turned up at 1.35 to be told very little food was available. I ordered sandwiches, still waiting 30 minutes later. That's uh, now past two o'clock. My choice of bread, now unavailable. Furious. (laughs) If Richard III had sampled this poor level of service, (laughs) he would never have come to Leicester. (laughs) I mean, I think it's preferable to what happened to him the last time he came to Leicester. I think if he said, there's a choice, we're going to strip you, kill you, strip your body naked, ride you in on a horse, mate, or you can have a sandwich, but it'll be half an hour late. Which, 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 which one? I'm Richard "Well, there be, well, what's a sandwich? That sounds amazing. This is, oh, wait, how, it must have taken you days to prepare this amazing, you wouldn't understand, wait, what, what is this visitor centre even for? It's... Oh, you don't need to know. Well, no, tell me, what is it about? No, no clearly you don't want to, don't want to know about that. Very cross. cross I'm also cross with you because I'm also. Well, look, I, I was born in York. I then, from the years of four to eight, I moved to Loughborough, your greatest enemy. <laughs> and to be honest, the city, the town that uh, is in danger of stealing your attempt to be a uh, living 20th century museum, that oh, anyone can. Because you've done some work to the centre of Leicester, which has ruined it, to be honest. But if you go to Loughborough, it's like being in 1973. Straight, straight there's no. <laughs> Believe me, I was there, it's exactly the same as when I was last there. And then I moved to Cheddar, and then you have come in with your Red Leicester, thinking you're going to do... Red Cheddar's better than Red Leicester, even just the Red Cheddar, it's not even the main one. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you guys. <laughs> and I'm furious to have to perform for you, but we will, we will do our best. I'll talk to you some more about Leicester later. So uh, will you please welcome my first only guest today. <laughs> She is probably best known for her performance as hotel worker in our Vida Jane Pet. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you all remember her from that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jenny Eclair. <laughs> Jenny Eclair. Come in. Sit down, Jenny. Guten Abend. Yeah, very Guten good. Guten Abend, wie geht's? <laughs> wow. Richard. I can see how you got the role now.
1: Well, there was other things were involved with that, but let's not go there (laughs) quite yet. Hello, Lester. What a joy to be here.
0: Was that your first acting role last week? You've done some acting,
1: haven't you? I've done some acting, I'm highly trained. Um, I went to drama school. I really thought I was going to be an actress, Rich. It all went horribly wrong, and I still get very bitter about it. I still think, you know, I look at my C V and I go, that's shit. Um, because the acting kind of stalled after the German-speaking maid in Auf Wiedersehen. Het. Yeah. Um, but which I, I got. I was anorexic at the time, um, so not really a good, very good waitress. I really looked like, you know, I didn't... I was a waitress at the time, yeah. uh, so I had some method acting in me. <laughs> I was working in Covent Garden, but I was the world's worst waitress because although I could uh, remember very long orders... Um, it was one of my tricks. I thought that was a really important thing, just to be able to remember orders. I never used a notebook. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't bear people eating. It used to make me feel sick. <laughs> and sometimes these people... Have, do you know what? I've grown out of anorexia. Really have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes people look at me these days and they look at me as if to say, oh, I didn't know you could recover that well. <laughs> um, and they'd, uh, they'd want puddings and things. Yeah. And I literally... Are you sure? Are you really? You know, that much? Oh. Um, so, yeah, I, was, uh, I did have his own pet. And I remember going to a party. Do you remember there was a lad in it and he died of a drugs overdose? Yeah. I remember going to a party at his house. And I remember seeing this line of cocaine. And <laughs> it was as lot. He had a fridge freezer. You know, one of, those, <laughs> um, one of those big chest freezers? Yeah. And there was a line of cocaine all the way down the freezer. Yeah. I thought, you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much cocaine it is yeah it's
0: too much cocaine well there's a s- signal less of you he went on to sing the uh, I think we might have talked about it that last not that story but what, I think sing- Gary, Gary Holton yeah. he was called wasn't he yes he, he was yes. sang the thing to Murphy's Mob as well
1: you, only you would know yeah I know
0: but, and then I was very sad that he died because he was the singer yeah, in Murphy's I'd Mob if I'd had that piece
1: of information I'd have forgotten I'd have jettisoned it as yeah. not being necessary for me to cling on to no, I'd still I have remember. to have space in my head for other stuff
0: it was very sad when he died. He was one of those. Richard Beckers, there was a similar yes, thing, and uh, yes, just very suddenly yes. taken from we're us. We're lucky
1: to be here. We are. Here. Look at us, old bats. I don't think Leicester appreciates. <laughs> I could go at any time.
0: They're just waiting for you to die so they can get your bones, Jenny. That's what they're. That's uh, <laughs> they're scavengers the, waiting. Yeah. Vultures. Any old bones. They wait till you're dead. They're not. They're not. <laughs> we're not in Gloucester. They wait till you're dead. But they um. <laughs> And they love you. They love your bones. So, um, And you also... Were, I was looking at some of your theatrical credits. I don't think we talked about your theatre. You did... Uh, you were in... And I heard you talk about this on your podcast. You were in The uh, Killing of Sister George, which is...
1: Uh... Well, I was and I wasn't. Yeah. All right. So, do you know the, the show, The Killing of Sister George? Um, oh, there's a lot of blank faces. <laughs> okay. So, it was a film. It was actually originally a, a stage play. And then it became a film. And it was very, very famous because... Oh, you're going to have to help me out with names. It was Beryl Reed. Beryl Reed. Yes. Beryl Reed. Susan Wynn uh, was. Penn it. Halligan, wasn't she was it? playing, you know, this terrible old lesbian now, you really sort of lesbian. And uh, she got off with a younger lesbian who was uh, very pure and kind of pink cheeks and all that. And she was a terrible old drunk, the old lesbian. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the first time I went up for the, a role in The Killing of Sister George uh, was, uh, it was going to be in the West End with Miriam Margulies. I'm turning into one of those theatrical old farts. I'm sitting here in this armchair. And I went up, anyway, for this audition at the West End. And Miriam Margulies was playing the, the grubby old lesser, right? And, um, and I was doing the, the sort of innocent young thing, and I didn't get that part. No. About 20 years later, I got a recall for the killing of Sister George. I thought, well, it's a long time coming, this call. <laughs> you know, that was years ago. I've moved on. And then this time, it was for the old lesser. <laughs> <laughs> I got it I yeah. got that <laughs> I got it it was marvellous marvellous I had a marvellous time and I had to wear a wig and I looked frighteningly like um, Margaret Thatcher oh really yes <laughs> yeah
0: but you could have played her in The Crown we've got uh, Gillian Anderson playing there yeah. do the...
1: you think she's going to do it with a, a bit of sexy slip showing because oh. Gillian Anderson she likes a, she likes a good lingerie you see I don't do good lingerie uh, I don't know how many women in this audience do. I mean, the world of women divides into those who spend money on their bras and pants and the rest of us whose underwear looks like lost property. <laughs> I'm in the lost property category, <laughs> very much so. But Gillian Anderson, if you not noticed, when she does a part, she's always got... There are some women and they have unusual coloured silk underwear, like yeah. a coffee colour, or a raspberry with a sort of froth of lace. She's a bit like that. Yeah. She'd be doing Thatcher with a, just a bit of frothy lace. I think so. She's like kind of, a camisole. I mean,
0: Thatcher was like a little bit sexy, but her being played oh. by <laughs> <laughs> there was some bad things about her. She was a, there's a, I mean, I like powerful women.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not intimidated by the whole cabinet was in sexual yeah. thrall. Yeah, to Margaret. Mm. She had and she good got legs, people, and she
0: got said so she liked she liked ha- handsome-ish middle-aged men hanging around. Cecil Parkinson only got that job due to being a handsome.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you have know, a so, Cecil Parkinson, Parkinson kind of floppy hairdo yeah. thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was a man, he, was a he was an appalling man. He was a terrible man.
0: <laughs> he was. I nearly bought his house. Did you? Yeah.
1: How extraordinary! And just a
0: week, two weeks before he died, I nearly bought Cecil Parkinson's house, and then he died. And then the offer was accepted, but then we we couldn't sell our house in time, so I didn't get
1: it. Oh, you didn't know that, did you, Lester? I met Cecil Parkinson
0: just before he died. Um, Do you know what? By
1: this time tomorrow, I'll have forgotten that. I don't think that (laughs) bit of information in my head. It was a
0: lovely sort of avuncular... Old fella, he's telling us about how...
1: Um, well, he would have been, you know, They all, yeah. all the old shits, they turn into these sweet old men, yeah. don't they?
0: But he was very bad, he was a very bad... Oh, in his, appalling, I mean, even for a Tory... mistress,
1: appallingly. He yeah, and his daughter. Yes, no, never daughter. had anything to do with yeah. her. Awful man. Yeah, terrible man. Yeah. Glad he's dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really laughed when he died. because I did. Well, I, I'd literally just had the <laughs> offer accepted and then I saw the news that he died and it was the same day. God, but he'd actually died a couple not like of days he's before, it. <laughs> maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought, My house is in safe hands. I can go now. <laughs> he took like, loads of money off the, off the price because they were desperate to sell it because he was dying. His wife's still alive. She must be delighted he's gone. Dancing on his uh, brain. And uh, shouldn't, he didn't treat her very well. Uh, and so they took so, but I think he saw us as a young family coming in. I'm really glad we didn't get that yeah, house because yeah. it was way beyond our means and we would have been thrown yeah. out, because there was a lot of work needed to do until we could justify it. All
1: right, if, uh, that's, we've heard about that. But only because they took
0: a load off. He had a Mogliani in his in his bedroom. Was it a real Mogliani Yeah, Magigliani. yeah, yeah.
1: You know, Modigliani. I went to see the exhibition at the take, got very bored, because he only painted people from one side. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go and see the exhibition? There's Mogigliani, he's a one-sided yeah. painter. Yeah. Everyone's at the same angle.
0: Right. Well, it's difficult to... <laughs> It's difficult to paint people in three dimensions, though. It's, yeah. swap,
1: swap the face. Oh, it's right.
0: always the same one.
1: Or the same. Yeah. It always looks the same. It's yeah. not the same model. Yeah,
0: but when you hit a formula.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Because <laughs> you know I paint. I, I do.
0: I know but you paint. Yeah, well, very you... very
1: badly. Wow. Well. So badly, but I can still slag off Madigliani. Yeah. I think that's a skill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you've sort of. We were on this show six or seven years ago, just when we were starting
1: doing it. I remember it. And you know, re- I do remember it. Yeah. I, can I tell you why? I remember yeah. the day so well. Because it was the first day of my menopause. <laughs> which I'm still banging on about. I'm going to get my You're lucky.
0: Listen. I killed Cecil Parkinson. I only just stopped your uh, <laughs> stopped your periods happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. With one look. Gone. The ovaries just instantly okay, yeah. freeze dried up. No, yeah. it was before. It was in the afternoon. I thought... I was, I was having these feelings, yeah. mostly of anger. Because yeah. um, I never got the hot sweats and all that. I just got fucking rage. I got fucking rage. We was talking all the fucking time. And I fucking hated yeah. every fucking yeah. in the yeah. fucking world. Cunts. All right. <laughs> and that takes the enamel off your teeth. <laughs> if you're just doing that all the time. So I just, I went to see, I went Harley Street, of course, because, you know, the normal GPs, they don't listen to you if you're just, you know, whining about... Not, you know, swearing all the time. Yeah. It's like, you know, so what? <laughs> so I paid good money to be listened to properly. Yeah. I was like, well, oh, <laughs> Scary. was dribbled. Very it's scary. You know, she, took, she took me seriously, because that's what they're paid to do, yeah. you see. Uh, and um, so I got some HRT. It was my, I had my HRT. And then uh, there was a bit of a gap between seeing this doctor and seeing you. <laughs> I went to see Gravity, the film. Okay. So we can date that. <laughs> that podcast. I remember sit, we're sitting, I'm a very critical person. Yeah. You know Mendigliani? Yeah. Gravity is worse. Is it?
0: Is that the one where. She w-
1: goes, spins off in space. George
0: Clooney spins off into space.
1: Spins yeah, in space. Yeah. And you sat there thinking, has it not come here yet? Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> sat there thinking, well, what a load of shit. Really? And I like her, Sergeant Yeah, me Republic. too, I like her. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, oh well. So <laughs> She can live.
0: Yeah. I think in the time, in the intervening six or seven years, whatever yeah. it is, you seem to have grown up and matured and oh, uh, I... taken life seriously in a way that you've got married, which you said you'd never do.
1: Yeah, well, yes. For... Well, uh, yes, well, my partner's very old. <laughs> and, uh, and I had this financial advisor um, who said... <laughs> It wasn't the world's most romantic proposal. <laughs> yeah. It was the financial, financial <laughs> advisor who said, if you don't get married, you're a fool, because you'll end up giving it all to the government, because, right. you know, death duties and all that. I thought, well, I'll spend it before that. But um, anyway, so we got married, yeah.
0: Right.
1: We, it wasn't a big deal. I, I got, got away for about two and a half grand. Okay, that's good. And... Um, it was about 30 people, and we were home in time for Love Island. <laughs> you know, I, I, just, I the whole thing appalled me actually. I yeah. find the whole thing of weddings kind of appalling. Well, that's what you've
0: always said. You thought, yeah, I think the they're idiots. incredibly naff, yeah.
1: Even my own, I mean, halfway up the well, there wasn't an aisle, it was in this little box of a room. But as I'd had to make that, you know, you had to pretend, don't you? you had to do that wall. <laughs> And halfway up, I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, this is ridiculous. And then there was this bloke from the uh, registry office, his register's office, who got slightly hysterical and started giggling halfway through the service. I thought, not even you can take this seriously. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I was quite cross. Anyway, um, I'm still with, yeah, I'm still with him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> he was 71 the other day. Wow. Um, and, I, yeah, sometimes I look at him, and I really love him. I really love him. Sometimes I look at him and I'd quite like to punch him in the face. Do you yeah. know what I
0: mean? I do, but that's marriage, isn't it? It is, isn't yeah.
1: it? It's only been two years for us. But
0: you've been together for a long time. 37 long. or yeah. something.
1: yeah. So forever. I've been married
0: for um, eight years. She's far too good for you. I know, but...
1: I, I bet you, every time you wake up in the morning, you, I bet you can't believe what you've got. <laughs> you you, Jesus, how did that happen? Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it is strange. Yeah. See, I got one of the old ones, because then he, at least he's kind of grateful.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that yeah. might be her
0: thinking, you know, it's, yeah. a similar, it's a similar thing. But then, you know, then you're stuck with an old bloke in your bed, aren't you? Well,
1: yeah, this is it. Because, you know, when, when I first met Jeff, he was 32. And actually, he was 34, because I was 22. And um, he was like a man of the world. He was sort of... He was the art director of the TV Times, and he had a Porsche. Um, and that's what I first spotted. I was I'm walking down... <laughs> I was living with this pop star and his wife. Well, I was living with the wife because the pop star had gone on tour. It was Joe Jackson. Anyway, we're going back, 80s, uh, South London. I walked out of this flat and I saw this um, racing Porsche and there was a pair of legs sticking out. He was fixing it. He's too fat to get under a Porsche now. He'd never get, uh, you know, he'd have to have a very big, one of those big American trucks to get yeah. under. And anyway, um, we got it on. And, um, yeah, all that. And... Um, I didn't know that in 30-odd years, he'd sort of turn into a Toby jug. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's still quite an elegant man. Yes, he's an yes. elegant man. Yeah. 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 No, I, he's,
0: like, I like Jeff a lot.
1: He's a good man. I'm he's far to too good for me. Yeah, Everyone maybe. says that.
0: Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, you didn't marry him. You, were, you, know, you could have escaped at any time, so that's the thing. You marry someone when they're young and beautiful, and then they get older and older and older, and you go, oh, God, what am I stuck with an old person? You are also getting older. That's the... That's well, the thing. One, you know, we all are. I don't know are. why
1: you'd have to say that. Why would you say that? Because no. in your. I'd be the thing same to as say. me.
0: I don't. But I don't view myself as getting older. So I, that's, it's very difficult to remember that I have all, Well, you you are. look around. I know. <laughs> you look around the world and I'm in my mind. I'm still staying. I'm still feeling very young.
1: Yeah. I that, can feel that's... myself.
0: If I look at the mirror in the bathroom downstairs where it's quite dark, I look quite good in that.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. only
0: look at myself in that mirror.
1: Yeah. What we've got on our uh, side is perspective. Yeah. The further you stand away from the mirror, the better we look. Yeah. I'm very good from a distance in a fog. <laughs> Preferably to a man with cataracts. That was the other thing. He had, Jeff had cataracts. So I, for a while, I looked great. And he's had his cataracts done. And I remember him looking at me then as if to go, shit. <laughs>
0: But I read, you write, you write an article in The Independent. Yeah. Is it regularly? Is it every, every, every week? Every, every, every God, week. God, it yeah. hangs
1: over me. It's like a fucking albatross yeah. around my neck. You have to think of something to write about every week, and there's nothing every week. All oh, there is is Brexit and people yeah. being mental and bad tempered <laughs> and furious.
0: But you do, it's very good. I've been, I've been reading the day. I've well, read them over right. the. You've done your years. homework, God. I've I'm I'm Have I look, you look, had a
1: terrible week of like doing. Awful week. Researching me. No, oh, just a couple Jesus. of hours.
0: Don't worry. I don't go that deep in. <laughs> punish myself too much. I, well, I used, to write, I used to write a Metro article every... It's the same thing every yeah. week, 600 words every week for four years I did. It's very, you know, it is difficult. But, but there was one about you saying you were now... Beh- you know, you've learned to behave yourself in your, as, you, as you're approaching... Uh... Did I say yeah, that? Yeah, you were saying you've suddenly... You used to always misbehave in every situation. You wouldn't concentrate on no. anything. No, well, I did. And well, I, I
1: remember this article. It was about one thing in, it's in particular, right? Because I, I haven't started... I still shoplift. OK. Um, LAUGHTER uh, what anyway it was I, I remember an article i did write about listening for once in my fucking life because right. i have never listened to anybody i went through school just thinking i knew better than anybody else just not paying any attention whatsoever i didn't even read my um a-level text book which was bleak house till the night before and i thought i could get what it's about 750 pages i didn't know who the lead characters were i went into that i had no idea um and, but I had the opportunity earlier this year to do this painting thing with a bloke who was teaching he just did a, a, a half hour thing and I decided I was uh, on a TV set with him I, was, I decided to do what he told me to do well wow. <laughs> Madigliani, <laughs> fuck off because <laughs> my lakeside with daffodils with a little bit of bulrushes <laughs> oh Oh, it was a splendid thing. <laughs> splendid, <laughs> rich it was. So I have learnt now and again to sort of go, okay, you don't know everything, listen.
0: Yeah. But you're saying you know, you're know do, you're doing watercolours. You're backstage, you were doing a little tapestry. I
1: was backstage doing my tapestry. Yeah. So, I've got very high blood pressure. It's meant to keep me calm.
0: So, you know, things are settling down a little. Compared to, we, I'm sure we talked about it last time, but we shared flats in Edinburgh in the 1990s. You,
1: you're talking about... I, I said before when we, came up, when we were backstage, and I said, look at me doing tapestry backstage. I used to do cocaine <laughs> um, back in the day. It's been a long time. I'm like, yeah, I've, yeah, I have. because you, Do you know what? It looks ridiculous. I'm 59. If I was sort of trolling around like I used to in sort of red PVC track, well, for a start, if I put on a pair of red PVC trousers now, everyone would think, oh, here comes world of leather. You know, <laughs> I look like an overstuffed sofa. Um, so there, there are things that, you know, you have to sort of put your hand up and go, oh, I can't do that yeah. anymore, because I will look absolutely ridiculous. It feels
0: cr- Doesn't that feel like so close, So such a short time ago we were sharing those flats in Edinburgh? It doesn't feel like 25... To 30 years ago. All right.
1: Ago. Uh, it was, yeah, it was decades ago. Was, yeah. Um, I think it doesn't feel that long ago because the, the experience is often relived. You go back to Edinburgh every year, so yeah. that same sort of thing, you, you're experiencing it. And I, I went up this year and all the stuff floods back, you know, all the joy, all the horror of it. And I had some, like everybody who does stand-up, you have some golden moments in Edinburgh and some howling, awful behind closed doors in disabled toilets where you shouldn't be, crying, <laughs> crying, crying. Uh, lots of that, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you still go out though, I need to... I'm
1: out tonight, this yeah. is a big night out lovely for me. Day. Come to and Leicester. Do you know what, I've come to Leicester, got a nice train ticket, had, yeah. had a seat all to myself. Good. I have my tapestry, I, I've got a book, I've got an audible on the go, and i've got interior design challenge downloaded for the way back <laughs> i can't tell you how exciting tonight is this is a glorious night out
0: well you were a i want to talk about edinburgh and, and just the way uh, you were you were a trailblazer really for Female and comedians. have I had any thanks? You for do it? get a little bit of thanks, don't you? But you don't get much thanks.
1: Where's my afternoon telly programme? <laughs> Where's my sit-down quiz show? Hey. Eh?
0: I I agree. It's terrible. You it should be, and there definitely should be. But you won the Perrier Award, the yeah. first woman solo woman to win the Perrier Award. Yeah. Uh, but now it does feel like things have. There's a, a sea change that's it's gone huge on.
1: Huge shift in women comedy, and a big shift for the better. And I think that uh, the most interesting thing about what women are doing in comedy these days, and I have talked about this before, but I'll bang on again because I'm quite boring. <laughs> um, I think that what women are doing now on stage is something. Uh, different to what we had to go through because what we had to do was compete with men so what we did was we copied men and did jokes like men and said you know concentrated on writing gags and behaving like men on stage and all that sort of thing all that is over it's gone women are doing much more interesting very sort of female rooted things um and it's i just think that there's this whole other world of performance has opened up that women have got taken the reins of and i think that Uh, a lot of the work I've seen in the last year, uh, you know, these are often women who are part comics, part uh, performance artists, People like Bryony Kimmings, Louisa Omelon, um, who are doing these shows that are a lot of emotional gut spilling, but with theatrics as well, and a lot of sort of, I don't know, and I just think, oh, I'm so glad that women are able to move so far away from just being pretend men on stage, yeah, uh, and they're just doing, and I'm fascinated by it. I think there's some great work going yeah,
0: on. Yeah, well, I think it's that for me. It was the interesting stuff. I didn't see lots of shows in Edinburgh. I, I talked to a lot of the comedians up in Edinburgh in, when I did the podcast up there. But it's you know, it's the, that's I think it did. You know, comedy did get into a bit of a rut, and you know, it was all a bit similar, similar kind of people. And now there's there's just the diversity. And the
1: diversity is properly there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, when I was coming through, there weirdly. In the early 80s, the diversity was better than it was in the 90s. Yeah. Because um, stand up comedy was. didn't have quite the. It wasn't so categorized. It was. uh, There was a. This is really difficult to explain, actually, because there was a, a wave of performance that was going on in the early 80s that kind of died away and there was a lot of poetry I mean I remember Lem say when he was sort of 19 doing his poetry um and there were sort of lots of acrobatic stuff lots of physical stuff lots of spoken word lots of really kind of mad stuff you know those are the days where do you remember Woody Bot Muddy where he yeah, had yeah. the record graveyard where he'd go to a car boot sale and he'd buy a load of records and he'd he'd sort of nailed them to a post right <laughs> and you the audience had to decide whether they smashed it up and he'd play it and smash it it was great it was kind of <laughs> a lot of art schooly stuff was going down in the early 80s and yeah. that kind of disappeared and this very corporate bloke comedy came in in the 90s and that's that's just gone now we've we're it's yeah. better now. And I think there's there's a lot more niche comedy. So people don't have to go to horrible comedy clubs. And I think that now women are free from having to do those awful comedy clubs where they sort of, you know, you go in when your bowels are churning because you know it's it you could have a really shit time. Yeah. Because um, it's all hen nights and stag nights and all that sort of thing. Nobody's listening to you. And, you know, the jonglers things and all that. And yeah. there, there are... Lot, so many clubs now, so many different ways into comedy, podcasts, that sort of thing, that women aren't having to do that shit. Yeah. You know, they're just not. And I think that's good.
0: Yeah, I yeah, think well, it's good for comedy, I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: definitely. Um, sorted that out, anyway. Good, it's nice, yeah.
0: That's, we're gonna have a little serious bit. We, I'll ask you an emergency question now to okay. change the mood. I want to ask you this, actually. Don't they ask you this one. Um, if you uh, were gonna be in a human centipede, <laughs> I haven't done this one for a little while, so I think, and I think you might have a good answer to this. You're gonna be putting a human centipede. are You aware what is this that, is? Is that
1: that's a sex one?
0: No, it's uh, it's a film. It's well, I mean, you know, it depends on what you find sexy. Um, it's uh, it's a film in which a mad scientist stitches uh, people together, mouth to anus, in a centipede. <laughs> now, this is going to happen to you, Jenny. But my the-
1: mouth to someone's ass, yeah. or is it someone else's ass to my? Well, I would tell you, mouth.
0: you're going to be in the middle. The the, oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. The scientist has made that decision for you, but kindly, he's allowed you to choose who will be in front of you and who will be behind you. Who would you like to have in front of you? Who would you like to be behind in your human centipede?
1: Am I allowed to shave the person in front first? <laughs> I mean... Our razors. I think
0: you can probably use your teeth to bite any hair off. <laughs> Remember to spit it out, you'll have to swallow it for the next guy. The next guy, I'll get a furball of whoever's hairy anus you're worried about.
1: It, this is... This is a terrible, terrible, terrible I mean, I wouldn't say the
0: hair was the first thing that would... The first thing I'd be worried about is the the fecal matter that would be...
1: Yeah, some people really like that. Some people acquire a taste for it, you know. (laughs) I haven't acquired that. I don't even like chocolate (laughs) blancmange. As a little girl, I was once traumatised by a chocolate blancmange that I thought tasted a poo. I've never gone over that since. I don't know how I'm going to handle this.
0: No, it won't be good. I I want. Okay,
1: can I have someone who's an Olympic swimmer? Because that arsehole will have been chlorinated at okay. least. Okay. I want... Because they, they often shave as well, don't they? Those yep. Olympic types. They'll be yep. shaved with... Because they're more aerodynamic yeah. in the don't water.
0: They don't know if they have to shave their arsehole they to will, be... Just,
1: they will, Only if they're in the backstroke. Because a big... A thick, claggy, hairy yeah. arsehole <laughs> yeah. is going to slow them down in the so. water. Yeah, of course okay. it will. So they're going to they're shave and yeah. they're going to be chlorinated. And that's going to be... So I want that will only
0: be the case for the, the to begin with, though. And the hair will grow if you live. The hair will grow back.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to be sewn. I'm going. To, my mask going to, to be right sewn. Right. Yeah. So, so the hair
0: be like a little goatee for you around. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, no one's got into the hair before, so I'm delighted this is happening.
1: Right. Okay. So I'm there. Yeah. I've got the. And okay. Right. So
0: it's an I, Olympic swimmer.
1: I couldn't give a shit who's behind me. I mean, that's that's just. You know, they've got to just put up with yeah, well, you my can choose, sloppy ass wiping. You
0: can choose someone you don't like, is Oh, there? someone
1: I don't like. Okay. Someone who deserves it. Well, we'll have Boris Johnson behind us okay. we... <laughs> we'll just do that. Okay.
0: Okay. I think you'll like it.
1: <laughs> it's probably something he did at school.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, it probably is. I mean, it's not 100 miles away, is it, from Cameron? So uh, anyway, what happened to Cameron? Um, And I'll ask you this emergency question as well, which we may have touched on this a little bit, but this is the new emergency question I like asking. If you could take one item home with you from any art gallery or museum in the world and you're allowed to keep it and it's yours, I think you'll have a good answer to this question. What art piece of art or artefact or anything from any museum or art gallery would you like to possess?
1: God, that's really, really hard. I've seen Mm. so much good stuff. Um, and uh, I live with someone who collects. Yes, I mean, I've not, seen not on new, a I've sort seen of new, you know, house. Um, Hmm. Hmm. Um, am I going to go? Uh, listen, I live in Southeast London. Yeah. So we've got to be a bit careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I've got. I live in mostly a glass house. People yeah. can see in. So really, I need something quite small. Okay. That I can hide in the toilet because yeah. otherwise they'll all be in. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, that is really. Um, Oh, uh, who do I, hmm, oh, can I come back to, no, I've got to think of something on the spot. No,
0: it's it can take some time, the bones okay, of King, Okay, King, I'll, King I'll have something III. in my garden,
1: I have, I'll have a Henry Moore in my garden. Okay. Okay, because they're heavy, right? you want got a big fuck-off Henry Moore, and they can't carry them out. No. Not the little junkies that live round me. <laughs> they can't. Um... So I'll have that in my back garden, okay. and then I will have... Mm. There is a really beautiful piece that I'd have in my spare room. I'm going to have something for every room, I think. OK. <laughs> there's I mean, a piece technically by... there's
0: only one, but you can steal some more while you're in there.
1: Uh, there's a piece by Sam Taylor Wood, and it's a piece of uh, film. It's an installation, and it's David Beckham sleeping. Okay. It's, re- it's really lovely. It's really yeah, I've beautiful. Seen that. And I don't really like installation art much, but I sometimes do. When I do, I really like it. Do you remember there was one with Tinda- Tilda Swinton? Do you remember when Tilda Swinton? Do you, remember, do you know Tilda Swinton? She's an actress. She's... I base my whole look on her and I can't quite do it. She's very, <laughs> very elegant, proper actress. Anyway, she did this installation. I can't remember who it was for, where she lay in a glass box like um, Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like in a casket. Yeah. And it was in the, at the Serpentine Gallery. Okay. I remember going to see that, and there was a lid on it. And I just thought, I wonder if Tilda's been farting. And I just lifted this, I just <laughs> farting yeah. the...
0: Yeah. I mean, you'd think you were safe, wouldn't you? That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, you would. So you'd like Tilda Swinton in a box in your house? <laughs> no.
1: no, I, I like so scent, many different things. I mean, you know, there are a few things that you... you I mean, I love a Hockney. I, you yeah. know, I mean, we all... I think the great thing about having a Hockney is if you had a bigger splash on your wall, nobody would know it was the real thing. Everyone would think you got it from Athena posters. <laughs> so nobody would nick it. That would okay. be fine. Yeah,
0: OK. I mean, okay. It, I think in this fancy world, you don't have to worry about someone stealing it.
1: OK, OK. Well, then, um, I've got a Tracey Emin. Um, it's my bed. <laughs> it's a homage every day. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> Funny. Um, <laughs> no, there's so many, so many. Yeah. Because I, I mean, you know, the old man he drags me around an art gallery most weeks.
0: Yeah, well, I saw. I haven't been inside your house, but I've seen lots of pictures of your house because you've won awards for the design of your house, haven't you? you One award, not yeah. lots
1: of well, awards. I, I mean, it's 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 because we we built. Well, I say we built it. I did fuck all, of course. I just <laughs> sat in another house sulking. Um, <laughs> He built... I live in a house that my partner and an architect built. Um, I did nothing to help. um, And I was shocked that it turned out habitable, to be quite honest. (laughs) But it is very small. For an award-winning house, people think, oh, it must be posh and big, but it's a little black wooden shed.
0: But it's small, but it's so elegant. I mean, I would be scared to live in it. Everything's so beautifully put. I mean, I you know I wouldn't even without. I wouldn't the kids, let you in, love. Well, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You mustn't let me. In I'm not I'm having, not having you and like, your kids in. The only good thing about having kids is I can pretend when I'm covered in food and stuff that it's the kids that did it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, literally, it's a, it is a bit delicate. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I yeah. wouldn't. You, you must. Do you hide all your other stuff somewhere else? You've got a lock-up lockup. We've hide got a lockup in? of yeah. shame. Of course, yeah. we have.
1: Got a double garage lockup full <laughs> of shit. I tell you, yeah. But
0: it's very elegant. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, let's talk about your book, oh, yes. um, which is. You've written several books uh, and and some novels. You started out. What was the first book you wrote in the nineties called? Um, Denny Eclairs.
1: A book of bad behaviour. Yes, yes, yes. That was, that was fun. That was uh, Virgin had a, a publishing arm at the time, and I got a little deal with them. And money hasn't gone up since <laughs> <laughs> the books. <No>. I mean, <laughs> it's rubbish. And uh, yeah, it was how to behave badly, and then I did a show of it and all that, and. Um, I remember thinking it was the hardest thing I'd ever done, and I look at it now; it's more or less like a pamphlet. It's so tiny and flimsy, <laughs> yeah. um, and it was just at the time when computers were coming into the home. Yeah. And I remember going to this meeting, them saying, "I suppose you've got a computer," and I lied. I went, "Yeah, of course I've got a computer. <laughs> I had to get this computer," and literally, I had no idea what to do with it. I couldn't. It was like this magic box. Do you remember your first computer? I do. Just yeah. thinking, what? Well, and and there was a, a funny little encyclopedia that you could put on a a kind of cartridge that went in the computer. And I remember being fascinated because it had a a little video thing of bread going mouldy. It was a speeded up thing. I just thought this was the most magical thing I'd ever seen. I couldn't take my my eyes off the bread going mouldy.
0: There were some really good things on the internet as well if you looked for that, that, that (laughs) but it was better than bread going mouldy.
1: I know, I was looking for the wrong things, but that at the time and those little... A bit of footage of the Hindenburg disaster as well. Yeah. Those are my two things. It
0: seemed amazing, didn't it? Imagine if you yeah. sent the kids back to look at that now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, you are now writing uh, novels. Yes. Uh, and this is your latest one, Inheritance. This is it your? F- you got two more coming after this, right? You've I've got.
1: got p- this is my fifth novel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and like a proper novelist. I mean, it's
0: it's incredible. It's I've, like
1: a, it's like a body of work. It is. Yeah. I could if, you know I could take up quite a a bit of a shelf.
0: Yeah. Well, There's they're serious, they're, they're ben serious. Elton.
1: Ben Elton's still got more, Yeah, but I'm catching up, yeah. and His, mine are better.
0: Yours are definitely better than Ben Elton's, but that's a very low benchmark, if you're going to use Ben Elton's novels as the benchmark. No offence, Ben, but fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Like ben Elton's able to do the most obvious idea because he's Ben Elton, that's the thing. So oh, I'll do one about Big Brother.
1: Yeah, everyone wanted to do that. Actually, that one was quite clever. It, it was quite clever. He cle- did one now about... Now and again, you're reading, you're sneering your way through Ben <laughs> Elton, and then now and again, you go, blimey, that's quite good, actually. That's a very really good plot.
0: He did one. I, I mean, I've got a sort of love-hate relation with he's Ben Elton.
1: He's not a complete idiot, No, he? he's a knight. Nice, I, I
0: mean, I'm a massive fan of his as a as a kid, and then, you know, and the Blackadder and all the stuff yeah. he, he did and his stand-up. And then not some the of the, stand-up, some no, of the choices. The stand-up well, stand-up was awful. But he was, you know, he was one of the guys that I was watching when yeah, I was yeah. when I was young. But
1: Blackadder, hat off. Yeah,
0: Black Adder amazing. And you know, he did some great stuff. And then he did made some weird choices. I met him in Montreal in ninety seven. He was really nice. And oh, I really? talked to him for ages about the young ones, which is what was the, the main yeah, thing yeah. that I was obsessed with. And he was really nice to me. And then the next novel he wrote about a sort of evil, corrupt comedy manager who was looking after a double act called something like Fish, and, Fish and Harris or something. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> was that. And he wrote his novel about us being a pair of... You know, puppets. Di- yeah, dicks and Muppet rubbish. puppets. Yeah. So that was upsetting. But I had been quite rude about him. Yeah. So, you know, it's fair enough. If you want to come on, Ben, I'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Promise to be like... I mean, you know, it's Richard Curtis. I love Richard Curtis. And then I realise how many awful things I've said about Richard Curtis' films. It'd yeah. be very difficult to have him on the, on the podcast. I mean, I've said lots of shit about you, but you don't listen, so yeah, it's okay. I anyway, Inheritance, which I've, I've got the book, but I also... The best thing about... The best thing that happened to me this week, and oh. that will give you an idea of how far into the book I've got, because I only started listening to it this week. They, the, your management said, oh, yeah, we'll send you an audio book. That's great. I can listen to it on my dog walk. They sent me a code. I thought, oh, I'll get the book for free. I got three Audible books with the code. Bingo. And that's just nice the best one. thing that I thought. That's great. Yeah. Well, I've got jellies, I can actually get yeah. some stuff I want to listen yeah, to as well. I went-
1: <laughs> You, you thought what I could get Chinese? I guess
0: I've got Margaret Atwood's latest book I'm very I'm, excited I'm, I'm about si- that I'm
1: sick of Margaret <laughs> I'm, I, I, there are two books I'm- Sick of the sight of this Atwood <laughs> and that Fleischman is in trouble. I'm sick of that one and I'm sick of Atwood. They're all over the bookshops.
0: <laughs> they are. My, my local bookshop I went to, literally the whole window is just Atwood. Yeah, I
1: know. My local yeah, bookshop. Atwood, Atwood, Atwood. I, a bit, You know, remember that old advert, Have You Got Fly Fishing by J.P. <laughs> I'm like not Have You Got Inheritance by Jenny Eclair?
0: But I've listened to the audiobook. I'm fascinated by audiobooks. I love listening to audiobooks because I don't have time to read... To sit down and read, yeah. but I can walk the dog and listen to an hour of it's a book really every morning. It's really yeah. efficient. What
1: audible books are the are the way forward if you're sort of busy and all that, yeah. or lazy?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm lazy, but some of them are difficult to follow when you if you're just listening, you, your mind wanders and you come back and you don't yeah. know where you are. Yours is not. Yours is very easy to follow. You are doing it yourself, so it's a weird it's a weird situation. I know you. God, you must have had a it's, belly full of and me it's this weird, week. It's weird to have someone you know read their book to you.
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah. But I mean, how is you're it? You're not listening in bed, are you? I'm no, not no. there on the pillow next <laughs> but to you. Yak, maybe.
0: yak, yak. Um, <laughs> I, I'm on the dog walk. There's no one around. I can do it on the dog walk as well. <laughs> the dog doesn't mind. Um, how is it... Re- I mean, see, I, with the problem I would... You write a book... Yeah. ...and then... You, that's
1: actually the hard bit yeah it's you. hard
0: but then you sort of finish it and then you don't go back over it all the last time as you're reading the whole thing again are you getting to chunks where you're going oh why didn't i change this or oh what and do you change it as you're reading it if there's an annoying bit uh
1: there, there are 22 mistakes in that book right uh and my sister the lawyer the barrister difficult my sister older difficult woman <laughs> she found two Right. And that, you know, she sent me this email. She said, I very much enjoyed your book. I have to say, I found two mistakes. And I thought, you silly cow, okay, oh, there's 22. <laughs> and that must have really frustrated her because I told her and she must have gone through it. And, you know, but yeah, just now and again, there are, that every book has got several mistakes in it. And uh, there's one at the beginning when um, six people sit down for dinner and there's only five or something like right. that. Um, and again, just a couple of things. No, what really shocked me was I'd forgotten that there were different accents in it, even though I know the book very well. Yeah. So I went in to do the record, and the producer said, are you happy with all the accents you're going to have to do with this book? I kind of went, what accent? And she went, you've got Cornish, you've got American. And then I thought, fuck, this is, this is awful. Yeah. So now and again, there are these, like, really? Are you like that? <laughs> and the worst thing, because I was offered Tamsin Greg, who's a really good actress. Yeah. But I just thought, no, she's not having it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, there were moments... Uh, the American, I did have to... We had to get someone in right. uh, that was doing... Uh, on a work experience or something, she had to come in and do some... And I had to copy her.
0: Okay.
1: It's quite bad. <laughs> it
0: is quite bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know bad. i know. I like it because yeah. you're not yeah.
0: making that you know it's you're not going into full i'm not no i'm not doing the full there's a forms reason it's just what, like i'm going: know
1: what there's a reason why my acting cv is so limited <laughs> there really is
0: but it's you know if you're reading a book like when you're reading to a child you do all the voices but yeah, when you're reading to an adult, you don't have to do the voice margaret atwood has lots of actors in to, 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 to do all the parts i believe in her good hers. for her yeah she's got a bit she's got a bit of spare cash i think she's doing, she's doing all right isn't she
1: yeah, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> she's apparently got a machine as well. She's uh, had a machine invented for her that does her signature wow. for her, so she doesn't have to do that.
0: Wow! Now I don't like her. No, I know she's, That's che- no good, she's a it? cheat. That's a che- <laughs> I'm going to write a novel about Margaret Atwood, yeah. not not signing Margaret her own Atwood.
1: books. That's a really good book. Um, that. Where are you up to? Uh,
0: quite early on.
1: Oh God, where are you up I'm to? I'm into
0: about an hour or two into it. So yeah, it's quite where are you up a, to? So it's up to. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give away anything. I've said that they, they, you know, it's the story about. Uh, <laughs> there's some people based on it's your I'm life. So it's, a comedi- it's a stand-up comedian. It's stand-up comedian living in. I'm so glad that
1: you're not doing this for A-level. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's
0: a, it's a mean question to ask me where I'm up to, but I, but, um, but do you we've love got. It? I, do, I really like it. It's re- it's, uh, you've got like, lots of suspense. There's, uh, there's some little seeding in clues about who might be the parents of whoever. You know, a, it's about a posh family. It's and about a posh family. What I don't you like about badly. it... Well, and this is the only thing that I find having kids that I find now difficult. Yeah. And people said, oh, you won't like jokes about uh, paedophilia and you won't like this when you've got kids. I don't care about yeah. any of that. Yeah. What I don't like is having to read stuff about kids dying yeah so this has been quite difficult because there's a cut there's a child that dies in it very quite very early, early on yeah and that's it and it's all about and it's yeah. all about it's sort of like sliding doors isn't it a bit there's a little genuine. bit there's a yeah, yeah. i did copy my favorite film I,
1: did. I thought margaret atwood's done the sort of dystopian future <laughs> yeah. and, and sort of women thing i'll just do sliding doors yeah. again that's what i'll do uh yeah i can i can imagine that yes i i i Cried twice when I was reading yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's
0: well, it's very serious. It's serious. It's beautifully written. There's loads of lovely imagery in there. Just trying to think what the one that got me early on, but I can't remember what it was. They'll find it themselves. Uh, but uh, they'll find it themselves. I don't want to give it away. This
1: is the worst plug <laughs> for a book I'll I'll that read I have. I'll it I find it. No, it's it's basically all. Most of my has anybody here ever read one of my novels? Oh God. <laughs> We have drawn an entire blank here. Oh, I'm mortified. i don't You
0: should know. read him. She's an absolutely brilliant uh, author, and it's, it's it's like it's serious. It's not.
1: It's not shit.
0: It's not it's shit. Really There's brilliant. a baby in a drawer in it. It's got everything. <laughs> the kid dies in the swimming pool. I don't want to give too much don't away. Don't give
1: too much away. <laughs> All my books have got, usually at the, the centre of them, a bad-tempered middle-aged woman who is dissatisfied with her life. Yeah. This one has, she's got two children who won't leave home. Yeah. And I think that in Brexit London, that's a very kind of common thing that people can uh, sympathise with because, you know, houses are now full of 30-year-olds who really should have fucked off 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Uh, and can't afford rents.
0: but it's quite—it's a—it's a very dense thing, and it's set in the like the past, at least the, the beginning is set in, the, in the past, and it's about posh people living in a house in Cornwall. Yeah, there's a and
1: big house in Cornwall, so it's—it's it's kind of got that bit of a gothic thing yeah. going on. Big house in Cornwall, it is—it's a posh family behaving badly, and. Um, and the consequences thereof.
0: But what, but what made you choose that? And how much how much like time do you have to do constructing that world? Because that's not a world you know about, is it? Or is there some is, is there
1: something? The family seat. <laughs> um, no, uh, I do love Cornwall, and I go to Cornwall a lot. And there is uh, I don't know if ever any of you lot go, but there's a hotel called Foy Hall uh, that is the uh, I suppose the seed of the big of Kittywake. The house is called yeah. Kittywake. Um, so I kind of nabbed that. But for me, houses are really important. I have to see the house first. The house uh, is the beginning of the books. So I had Kittywake, which was, as I say, Foy Hall, but then I repainted it, I plastered it, and painted it yellow and put some wisteria up it. (laughs) Um, I've done this... Do you know what? One of my uh, books, Camberwell Beauty, um, the first one, was set in a house that now belongs to Florence Welsh, of Florence and the Machine. But in the book, I burnt it down. So,
0: um,
1: and I remember someone coming up to me in Edinburgh and saying, you know, it's thanks to you that my mum bought a smoke alarm because we actually live in that house before they sold it to Florence. Right. And um, it freaked her out so much, she actually bought a smoke alarm. So they go, I could have saved people's lives. Yeah. Uh, slide indoors
0: again, it's another slide. Door. Everything's sliding doors, let's face it. <laughs> Everything's just sliding doors, isn't it? It's every book is sliding doors, every film is sliding doors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck off with your sliding doors.
1: Well, anyway... Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna bother writing another book. <laughs> so If I do I'm gonna call it sliding doors. And do you sliding patio doors.
0: I think that's a good idea. Do you um um, do you uh, make? It, do you know what's going to happen? I heard you no, I don't you don't know, because that must be unusual. No. Uh, that's how I write, and it's really
1: difficult, though, well, right? Not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just get up to the characters. You yeah. create the characters, they tell you what to do. And sometimes they do things, so you think, well, I had no idea you were going to do that. Now what am I going to do with the rest of you? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is uncanny and weird, and there's often strange coincidences and things like that. But the whole house thing, I think it's because my mum's fault. When I was, I was brought up by army parents, well, my mum wasn't in the army, uh, but my dad was, and my mum was an army wife and a bit disabled, so she didn't have to have a job. So let her off the hook, will you, everybody? Um, <laughs> and um, she, But she was quite strict on, on kind of spoiling us. Um, so we w- just weren't spoilt. And if I said, oh, I really want a doll's house, I really want a doll's house, I was just obsessed by having a doll's house, she said, make one, here's a cardboard box, make one. <laughs> and ever since then, the um, houses have been a big part of all the novels I've written. And I think because we lived in army quarters as well, and they all looked the same, because especially, you know, in places like Berlin, everyone had the same furniture. So you went to an army school, and you went to your friends' houses, and they had the same sideboards and the same kind of furniture. And even plates and stuff like that. Yeah. So when my dad came out of the army, and uh, I was only about eight, and we came back to this country, and I went to like civilian houses, I could not. It blew my mind that people had these bedrooms with all these different things in them. Yeah. And that, and I think that that. I'm just psychoanalyzing myself. Yeah. I'm fascinating. You know, I, don't, I just sit uh, here many, thinking, but, well, what about me and my
0: deep thoughts? Not many comics when they, you know, comedians, and I know you're a writer as well, and then it's maybe not fair to say that, but uh, but not many comedians will, they'll, they'll write something very close to their own life, is what I'm saying. I think this just, this you is a long... You can't
1: do that five times. No. Because the publishers, they kind of <laughs> get wise to it. They go, but, you've done that.
0: yeah. But it's difficult, you know, it's really hard. Writing a book's the hardest thing to write out of all the things that you have to write, I and would it's, say, it's it ever and it's time slightly consuming. miserable
1: as well, because, I mean, that's why I'm so keen to get back on stage next year. Um, because, I, I mean, I had a, a really pla- good time writing that, and some of it really wrote itself, and that's joyful. Um, but when it's done, it's done. When you write a good show, uh, my last solo show, uh, How to Be a Middle-Aged Woman, open brackets without going insane, close brackets, can't be done, by the way. Um, I toured that for three and a half years, and I had joy every night I did it. I World. had absolute joy from it. And loads of money. <laughs> Books are shit, by comparison to that, because yeah. you, you, it's gone, it's gone, and nobody, you don't get applause every day.
0: No. I hate that. Yeah it's that solitude you know, I've, I've found whenever I've got to write I've got to write a sitcom at the moment which is just a radio sitcom and I've got to do it quite quickly and I'm finding it very difficult to it's even hard. sit down to yeah, just sit down to do anything um, but uh, you know that's, uh, that's it's, uh, it's a very good book do buy it and I'll you know, do I'll finish prob- it I probably Sean. will listen to the rest of it after I've listened to Margaret Atwood's uh, the books that ah! I've got for free <laughs> thanks for the free books <laughs> <laughs> we got, Well, you say that about middle age, and that's what I'm wondering. I've, I've got lots of middle-aged male friends, and I don't know if this is as true of, of women. Like, one by one, my middle-aged 50-plus friends are going properly a little bit mad, <laughs> I would say, to the extent that I don't want to...
1: Are these the ones that are still drinking?
0: Um, I'm not sure all of them are, but, like, like the, there's this thing that... I think maybe it happens more to men, because men lose the power and then start to look for conspiracies everywhere. You know, it's like this kind of conspiracy theory. What, they against get very, them? Yeah, or they get very obsessed about something that's... I mean, you know, I'm sort of doing that as a, a joke with my stones, but it's, it's that sort of thing where you get very upset, obsessed with the, well, one think, issue, for example, and then, or, or believing that the world's against you, or, you know, the world's changing. Paranoia. You. Yeah. But the world's changing for men and it's in a good way, I think. I look at it and go, this is great, this is interesting, the world's changing. Yeah, put your feet up. Yeah. Um, but a lot of my friends, one by one, seem to be going properly, they're going mad, I would say.
1: Yeah. Do you think that happens to women as much? Um, or do you think no, because we're used to being shat on. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, we just, and it's, it's just not as, I don't mind being a middle-aged woman. I get quite a kick out of it. I, I actually really enjoy the the hobby side of it. I it's, I really feel that I reached the hobby time of life. I mean, when I was younger, I thought people who did ha- hobbies were really sad because I was too busy snogging to have <laughs> hobbies. But yeah. once the snogging stops, you've got to fill that time. Do so, yeah. And I really find you know I do yoga and I do the tapestry and I do the painting. I am you know a complete. <laughs> Um, cliche of yeah. a middle-aged woman. Yeah. But that
0: it, keeps you sane?
1: I, I'm sane-ish? A, I've got... I'm on HRT. I take loads of drugs. I'm still drinking. I love yeah. drinking. Um, so, yeah, I'm fairly contented. Yeah. Still, you know, the old man doesn't annoy me too much. It's all right. <laughs> and you got your podcast, I've Older got, and Wider. Older and Wider. Yeah, yeah. That's... Um, does anyone listen to? I'm oh, not asking this lot. <laughs> oh, you know, genuinely, there's but absolutely if, no point, is there?
0: Well, there is if they don't listen to it. They will listen to it. I well, think. I think it's tapping into. I think there's a lot of um, podcasts for younger people. There's a lot of. I mean, I don't. There's not enough podcasts for children. I don't think. I don't think there's many podcasts for kids, and that's probably a good thing to tap get into. into yeah. But. So I think you, what you were saying earlier, I've, I've got but quite. But kids
1: have got no money. No. What you want to do is tap into markets, got <laughs>
0: they, some money. They do. They spend all my fucking money. Yeah. Even they're, they're only two year olds and still I'm spending loads of money on them. Uh, so you know, but it's it's uh, they're aimed a lot at men. I think a lot of them. Increasingly, that's changing now. But there's but there's, there's also not many aimed. Well. At, but, there's a lot of yeah, niche. Sort there's of not many aimed at
1: ones. middle-aged people. No, we we um, we've had to sort of make a video for middle-aged women how to d- download a podcast and what a podcast is. Yeah. our podcast is a podcast of people who don't know what a podcast is. Yeah, that's its kind of thing, and it's uh, myself and uh, a woman called Judith Holder, who was the producer of the, all the Grumpy TV things, and then we wrote the Grumpy TV shows, and. Um, We're a bit chalk and cheese. She's like a proper grown-up. She's like a bit head girl. And uh, she's never shoplifted. (laughs) And she lives in the country in a thatched cottage. And I live in the middle of southeast London. So there's a a bit of town mouse, country mouse going on. And she's got, you know, a grown-up husband and all that sort of thing, and a a married daughter. And there's there's very little punk in her. Uh, Whereas I feel... When I'm with her, I feel really punky and rebellious. And I love that. (laughs) Um, And we just... We we just make each other laugh. We do genuinely. It's a, I think that thing of friendship. Uh, when, uh, I think that everybody recognises it, whether you're a man or a woman. It's the best friend thing. It's what you tell your best friend, you know, if you haven't seen them for a few days. It's the secrets in the girls' toilets, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we really, do, yeah, we make each other laugh. Yeah,
0: it's it's very enjoyable. It's it's.
1: Um, this well, week there was a highlight. This week there was a, where. Because we, we forget that, that anybody listens, because yeah. not many people do, you see. This is the joy of it. <laughs> it's very intimate. So I was asking Judith whether she'd ever in front of her um, any of her do- daughter's boyfriends. <laughs> I, because...
0: <laughs> I think we know why. Well, I, I was asking
1: for a friend. <laughs> and I just had this incident when I'd gone to Cornwall with the old man, and the daughter and the boyfriend had sort of come with because, yeah. you know, free holiday... And you know when you go out for the day and you get back and Jeff had got out the car and he was sort of, you know, I don't know what he was doing. And sometimes at the end of a long day, he's sitting there and he's just like, oh, I can't actually be bothered to get out of the car now. I can't be bothered. And I just put my, my feet up on the <laughs> dashboard. Like that I did. And I just, oh, I just released. I, did, I just, uh, and it was like ripping a pair of curtains. Yeah. And, and then I, re- I just looked in the rearview mirror. I thought, shit. There was our Phoebe and the boyfriend Tristram in the back. And there was this terrible, terrible smell (laughs) and an awful silence. And I thought, well, I've got to say something. I said, Did you hear that? (laughs) And Tristram, God love him, has said, What? Oh, was it dude. one of those cars where you can't
0: open the back doors without pushing the seat forward because then they're stuck in the back? I Otherwise, tell
1: you, honestly, just... it was it was a choker. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you're you're a different different personalities, but it seems to me as well that, that you know it's weird that the way that I think more definitely more with women than middle aged men. Middle aged men still carry on working, don't they? But on TV terms. It is this thing where, where middle-aged... You don't see very many middle-aged women on TV. You don't see uh, but, me. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't see... There's very few people, very few, represented-wise, given how many middle-aged women there are in the world and in the country, because, you know, men die and women carry on living. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and they're not represented. And also, TV is for old people now anyway. It's kind of crazy that... You that... Would
1: th- yeah, you would think... And I do get frustrated, but I think that if you live your whole career waiting for television to kind of take notice of you, yes. you could get, well, as we have. <laughs> we could, you know, I could be even more bitter than I am. Yeah. I am quite, sometimes, occasionally, yeah. quite bitter about it, and I do get very jealous. And I remember, so, and I, you know, I, um, I read today on Chortle, which is, you know, a website that you shouldn't look at if you don't want other people's success rubbed in your fucking face. <laughs> um, and Sue Perkins, who I adore has got a new Radio 4 quiz show about nature. And I pitched that four years ago. And you just go, well, why wasn't I allowed to do it? (laughs) You can sometimes get very petty and childish because it wasn't right at the time, and the time is right now, and they don't want me, they want Sue. And sometimes you have to go, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. You can fuck off and die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, but also, I mean, like... Both of us, really, in this century, have made our own work.
1: Yeah, And, yeah. you know,
0: so writing books and, and touring shows, and you've done, I mean, you've done so many stand-up shows and the Grumpy Old Women shows.
1: Yeah.
0: And been very, very successful with those. Uh, and, you know, and doing podcasts, you make your own work. and I'm you know, yeah. my own tapestry,
1: I'm my, my own cushions. am my own tapestry, we can yeah. start,
0: we start selling those tapestries out the back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to buy a half-done tapestry? I'll, I'll start doing them of if the Of a Dalmatian. So be, yeah. Took me a while to work out what it was going to be. Anyway, uh, we're, uh, the spots gave it away. Uh, but, uh, well, there's loads I want to talk. We'll get you back. We'll come back another time. Another
1: seven years. Yeah, another seven years. See if we'll I'm see. finally through the menopause. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. Jenny and Claire! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back in a little while. Go and have a drink. And we'll be back next week with another one. You have been listening to Rahala with me, Rich Turing, and my guest, Jenny Eclair. Thank you to Pest for playing all of this lovely music. I would like to thank everyone at the Haymarket in Leicester for having us along. Thank you to um, Chris Evans, Not That One, and everyone at Go past the Strike. And thank you to everyone who works in the various podcasting apps that you're listening to this in. Um, I'm indebted to my producer, James Hingley. I'm indebted to my other series producer, Ben Walker, and I'm indebted to my executive producer, Bradford Reagan. Sounds like a cool dude, This is a Fuzz, Go Stripe and Sky Potato production. Go to hullastapa.co.uk, why not become a member monthly badger and you can get loads of extras and fun things to do or go to gopastthestripe.com and buy some lovely gifts for your christmas friends okay bye i love
1: you all